All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back here. The Steelers preview part two for those listening on audio platform. We haven't gone anywhere if you're watching live on YouTube. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, joined with Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer, and the other co-editor, Dave Schofield. Guys, let's talk about some X factors, shall we? We always do this. We do this every week. Who is the player? And we'll start with offense first. We'll do one offense, one defense. We'll start with offense first. A player that is the most pivotal, the linchpin, so to speak, for the offense having success, the X factor this week. Brian, we'll start with you. Who's that for you on offense? I think it's going to be Eric Ebron. I know he was a sexy pick last week. I think they're going to uh, make him more of a uh, a factor this week. So go with number 85. All right, Dave, what about you? I'm going to take the easy answer. It's seven. It really yeah. is. Um, it, it all comes down to, to, to Ben doing his thing. I, I said it last week after the game. I really liked that, you know, no interceptions. But not only that, it didn't seem like he had any – balls that he threw that were really interceptable, if you know what I mean. It wasn't that pass that, all oh, the defense should have come away with that one. Um, it, it seemed like he was very, very smart with what he was doing. And maybe it's understanding his mortality, you know, after after the surgery that, you know, because Ben was just like, I'm going to fling it. I can do anything. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Maybe he realizes, you know what? I can dissect this and I can make the throws right. Then I can not give the defense a chance to get this ball. We'll see if he does it again in week two. It might've just been a fluke in week one. It might've just been the game plan of week one, but I still think it all comes back down to Ben. I'm going to really go out on a limb here. It's not really out on a limb, but it's going to be a different, it's, it's not a skill position player, but yeah, I was reading Randy Feetner's transcripts from his interview today. And he talked about how, you know, not having to Castro is bad. But if, if Pouncey wasn't there, then he wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm literally going to say Marquise Pouncey is oh. the X factor because with two, two pretty green guys next to him on his right, it's going to be up to him to really make sure not only leading up to the game that they are prepared, that they know what's, ex- what's expected of them, but the calls in game, being able to communicate well, that's going to be really important. And so I'm going to say Marquise Pouncey because let's go like, – I think that, you know, I thought I listened to our post game show and Brian brought up the low snap that he had. It was only one, but still it's one too many for most fans. Um, they typically as a line go as Pouncey goes, if he's getting to the next level, if he's, you know, really pushing his defender around or occupying his guy and sealing him off when he should, they typically run. Well, I think it's going to be Pouncey because if they can run the football, it's going to help from Ben Roethlisberger. They protect well. Obviously, it's going to give them time. They have enough weapons on the outside, but I'm going to go with Pouncey, believe it or not. I think it's going to have a trickle-down effect all across the line of scrimmage. So what about defense, Brian? We'll start with you again. What do you think about defenders that are X-factors in this week this week two game? You know what? I'm looking at Minka Fitzpatrick this week. The secondary really needs to step it up. I think Drew Locke can, could really uh, sling it. I love the fact that... Uh, you know, they went after Saquon Barkley last week, and you got to understand that they left the uh, secondary, the defensive backs, on an island. But those guys have some chips on their shoulders this week. I think uh, they're going to come out uh, ready to fight. Melvin Gordon is not Saquon Barkley. He's dangerous, but he's not hes not Saquon. So, you know, they can play a little bit more of their defensive game with Minka back there. I think the uh, – 
the corners are uh, just as important as well. But uh, look for him to uh, pull that unit up. They've got a lot of pride. They uh, they want to prove that it's just not the front seven that is uh, stirring the drink for the defense. So you said, did you did you say one player or did you say the secondary? I said Minka, but okay. I said right. the other guys are. He's going to pull the okay. other guys up, and they're important too. Very good, very good, Dave. What about you? Well, I had one, but based on everything Brian said, I'm going to change it to just to talk about something different, and I'm I'm going to go ahead and change it, and I'm going to say T.J. Watt. I think it's. I mean, he had he had a great interception on a very heads up, smart, good timing play. Uh, I think he only had one tackle, but. Bud Dupree came out and showed an awful lot last week. He really did. And if Denver watches anything, they're going to have to account for Bud Dupree. And anything of them looking at Bud Dupree should hopefully make it where they're looking less at TJ Watt. And now he needs to come back and make them pay. I mean, if they're really smart, they're still going to pay more attention to Watt than Dupree. But seeing what those other guys are doing and how much they shut down the run, I think I think Watt has a chance to, to, to maybe um, – Really, I don't want to say bounce back because I thought he played great. They just, you know, had a lot with him. And I I mean, he's he's the guy. So let's go with yeah. TJ Watt. I'm going to be similar with Brian here. Okay, he said Minka. I'm going to go a different route and just one player, and it's Terrell Edmonds. And he's the See, X factor. Be mine. <laughs> it's the X factor because, my gosh, how long is it, it – if you're Terrell Edmonds, you know you hear it. You know you see those mentions on Twitter. You know that you you know what people are saying that you are the weakest link in the defense. I mean, think about the defense is great, and maybe if you are the weakest link of a really great defense, you're not that bad. But who would want to be called the weakest link of anything? And he's being called that one guy, and there's only one guy that can actually go out and shut everyone up, and that's Terrell Edmonds. He has to go out. Get your hands on a football. I mean, seriously, you have had one interception since you were drafted as a first-round pick. I don't care what safety position you're playing. You've only had your hands on football once. Come on now. We, did. We the Steelers, did not draft you in the first round to just be a tackler. They wanted a playmaker. Got to show that you're the playmaker, and that's why I think you're going to see a lot of teams, especially with a tight end like uh, Noah Fant. Is it Font or Fant? Fant. Fant, like Noah Fant, they're going to test Terrell Edmonds. They're going to test his coverage ability. He's got to step it up. If he can prove himself, the rest of the defense is gravy, in my opinion. So he's the X factor for me. Go ahead, Brian. Do you have something to say? Uh, first of all, um, when you're saying Fant, think of uh, you're a big soda guy. I know, Jeff. Yes, so Fanta. Fanta. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, you were talking about the weakling thing. You know, I mean, I hate that he hears that. I really, I really do, because um, you know I really root for him. But I mean, I, I even piled on on him after he had nine tackles the other day. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought he was uh, one of the uh, weaker links uh, that week. But I know how it hurts because I have been designated the weak link of the preview crew of you three. <laughs> so I, it, it hurts me deep down, and I understand. <sighs> so I mean, so maybe I'm gonna give Terrell Edmonds. A little more credence going forward, and uh, we could be brothers in arms, me and Terrell. And well, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say, Jeff, you said everything that I was going to say when I was originally going to do Edmonds as my X factor. But when Brian said Minka, I said, you know what, I'll change up to a different position group. Um, but that was exactly what I was thinking as well. So there, I, I think you're spot on there. Well, Brian, you're my X factor. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Sometimes I'm your triple X factor. I know that. No, you're oh. not that. Not for me, at least. Okay. <laughs> Let's play a little game of over-under, shall we? Um, I had some time this afternoon and evening, and I wrote down some numbers, and I figured let's get people in the live chat involved, and we'll uh, talk about it here as a, as a group. Over-under on several different statistics for the upcoming game. Let's do some predictions. Over-under on Ben Roethlisberger touchdown passes. The over-under line will be at two and a half. You taking the over or the under, Dave? This week, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take two. I'm going to take two two passes because I think think if they're going to get, you know, three touchdowns, I think they're going to get one on the run this year, this this week. All right. Brian, what about you? Over, under two and a half. I'm actually going to go over. Really? Yeah, I I think they're slinging it. I I think this could be a fifty plus touchdown year for Ben again. I mean, it's it's just a he's airing it out more and more. They're going to they're going to have some opportunities to get rushing touchdowns, but I'm giving them at least three. Dave, here's a stat for you to look up for some point, and that is in 2018 when the Steelers had the top red zone offense. How many rushing touchdowns did they have in the red zone that year? Specifically in the red zone. Right, because I'm curious. I think that Roethlisberger does his best damage in the red zone throwing the ball. I'm going to take the over. I think they're going to score three touchdowns, and I think they're all going to be through the air again. I think that Ben throws for three, and so I will take the over. All right, next over-under statistic, combined rushing yardage of Mr. Benny Snell and Mr. James Conner. We'll set that at 130 yards. Brian Anthony Davis, go first. I'm going to go slightly under, and I'm going to say you know, about a 115, 120. Okay. Dave, over under oh, 130. 130? Yeah. Let's see. Last week, they were at 122. Um, I'm that, was going... all, and that was all Snell. I mean, because Connor well, didn't hardly nine, play. You know? Right. So... I, I'm going to take the over. I think they're even going to run the ball a little bit better this week. I'm going to take, think, the, I'm okay. going to take the over. I'm going to take the over, too. I think that you're going to see both Connor and Snell play well this week. And I think you're, I'm hoping that the fans are going to see that a running back by committee or the hot riding the hot hand, that that could actually work out for the, uh, the Steelers and the Steelers' offense. All right, next one. Turnovers. <laughs> over, under, one. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to turn the ball over? Oh, you're not doing point five. <laughs> no, it's just one. It's either it's a yes or no. <laughs> Brian, we'll start with you. The streak ends, my friend. Hey, take the under, Dave. Yeah, I said that too. I can't remember if it was on Stat Geek or Scobro that that I said I think the streak's going to end. The offense took care of the ball last week, you know, and even even when when Snell put it on the turf, Juju was right there to grab it. The turnover was not on the fault of the offense, which now statistically makes me think the offense is due for one. Might be the problem, but I'm 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 gonna I'm, I'm gonna go west. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it ends. All this positive talk makes me realize they're gonna turn it over. It's gonna it's gonna <laughs> yeah. continue. We're going to 25 games. I don't know if it's an interception or a fumble, but I think they're absolutely gonna keep it going. And so I'm gonna take the I'll take the, uh, push. the push. I'll take the push. I think they turn it over at once. All right, next one, takeaways. The defense taking the ball away. We'll say we'll put that line over under at two and a half. Two and a half. Ooh. Good, Brian. You seem like you're ready. I'm going under. They're getting two. 
Okay. What about you, Dave? I was thinking they would get two or three, and then you set it at two and a, two and a half. So that tells you that you probably set your line pretty good. Um, let's go over. Let's say they get three. Maybe they get something, you know, sloppy at the end or something like that. I think it's an under. I think they get two. I think they get two. It's still a good takeaway number, but I think it's under. What about sacks? We'll set the sack number at three and a half. Three and a half sacks. They had three. Well, Brian one, predicted right? it perfectly last week. He said there'd be three, and that's what there was. So, Brian, what do you say this week? Three and a half is the number. Are you taking the over or the under? I'm still going under. I'm really? going with three again. Yeah. Damn. Wait. Really? Okay. That's fine. Eight. You had it right oh. last time. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Dave? I'll go over. I'll go four. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go four as well. I think they're going to get to Drew Lock a few times. All right. Last one. Defensive points allowed. 13 over or under Dave. We'll start with you. Now see, cause now you're making me think of what my score prediction is going to be. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go with, I want to go with at 13. I'm going to go over. I don't think it's going to be much over, but I think it'll be over 13. Do you think it's going to be over 13? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. Brian, what yeah. do you think? I'm going over. Um, I think they're going to give up 16 or 17. Okay. I, I'm going to kind of ruin my prediction. I'm going to say push. I'm going to say I think they're <laughs> going to give up 13 points even. There you go. All right, let's get into the odds. That's the end of over-under. Hope you had fun with that. Let's get into the odds. Dave, what is the current um, line on this game? It was 7.5 the last I saw. Has that changed any? Uh, that's what I'm checking Whoa, that's not the consensus. Hold on. I, I wasn't on the right page. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. It's it's all falling apart. Yeah, it is seven and a half. And the what's the over and, under? And the over under is oh, that dropped some 40.5. Okay. Brian Anthony Davis, brass tax time. What's your prediction for the game? Well, I've already made my uh prediction in print. But I have to change that a little bit because I just gave uh, Ben Roethlisberger three touchdown passes um, <laughs> earlier in the show. So I'm going to go ahead and change it in print since it's not out there yet. And we'll go ahead and say 24 to 19. The 19 number. Okay. 24 19. That puts him over. So you got the over 24 to 19 and they would cover. No, they wouldn't cover. I'm sorry. You take Denver getting points then, right? Yeah. All right. And that's yep. who, that is who you picked in our weekly picks. You picked Denver getting points, correct? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You and Dave were the only people I think that took Denver getting points. Dave, am I correct in that? You know what? Am I correct that it was six and a half when we, we did? I don't think so. I thought it was seven. I think it was okay. seven and a half. I can check real quick, but Dave, go ahead. What's your prediction? Yeah, I had to look up some things to go with this. And I'm going, I'm going with the Steelers win, and I'm going 21 to 16. And and what I I think they have to, I think Denver's gonna have to go for two to try to cut it to three, and they're not gonna get it. Um, and and the reason is is when the Steelers are favored by that much, especially against the Broncos. They, even though they don't necessarily lose the game, but sometimes they do, they're not always the best at covering. I actually looked it up under Mike Tomlin when the Steelers are favored by a touchdown or more, 
Uh, they have actually not covered more often than they've covered. So hmm. that's kind of why I, I rolled with that one. And, and they haven't covered five of the last seven times they've, they've faced. Five of the last seven times they've faced Denver and they've been, um, and they were picked to win. They haven't covered. So that's why I went with that. All right. I've got the, and if you listen to my let's ride, I, I ex- expand on this a little bit, uh, but I have the Steelers winning 24 to 13 in a game. That's very similar to what we saw in week one sluggish start. Maybe have to come from behind at one point or another, but I have 24 to 13 Steelers win. And so I think they are under, but I, I think they do cover. So that's what I have 24 to 13 and you can check out all of our predictions and that's not just the three of us that's everyone that's on the podcast platform that's other writers like shannon who was on the scobro show this week shannon white he will give his prediction jeffrey benedict michael uh, even aren't the australian guys doing it too maddie d and marky p and i think they're both in live chat and they are doing them they uh they'll be recording their uh, their show in just a uh, right after this show I know that. And they said, yeah, we're going to turn them in right after that. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, check check out that. Yep. There's Maddie <laughs> saying we are. And I, I got to tell you guys real quick, it was really tough for me to not pick the Broncos in this game because I had I had that weird gut feeling since I saw this uh, back in April on the schedule. You it picked them early me. on. I've, I've picked them in the preseason picks. I, I picked them to lose this game. But – I I'm switching back over because I'm feel I'm buying what the Steelers are selling after that opening Monday night game. There you go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Our Australian blokes from down under. They're in the live chat. <laughs> I got to put this up here. This is an ongoing joke. The Chicago pimps says Jeff Hartman hates Big Ben still. OMG. It's true. I hate him. I hate his guts. Um, that's obviously a joke. <laughs> All right. Last segment before we get to the trivia part of the show to finish everything out let's talk about some fantasy football um we've talked about this at nauseum that we are all in a fandle league we love daily fantasy but some people i think you guys are both in traditional leagues too yes yeah Still, I'm Dave? yeah I'm, oh yeah i'm i'm only in one this year <laughs> i'm in Just none one. i only do the daily fantasy because i don't want to have time for that now these are true these are long time leagues though okay. mine's with my family like i got two nephews a niece um a niece's husband um, my, my brother, you know, it's a family league. We don't even regular draft. It's an auto draft. We just take whatever they give us and then we play and talks back for me. It's like broke back mountain. I just can't quit you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, oh, all right. I can't believe you just did that. Jeez. Okay. We'll start with Dave. So Brian okay. doesn't talk for a few minutes. Um, who's a, who's a, fantasy must start you know a guy that you're like if, if you have fantasy you're going to want this player if you have him on your roster and in a traditional league or if you're playing daily fantasy it's worth the price who is that player for you in this game on sunday i'm going to go with a player that actually is on my 
traditional fantasy team. I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. Um, I like last week. I was kind of torn. Do I go with him? Do I go with Keenan Allen? Do I go with with um, Calvin? Was it Calvin Ridley for the for the Falcons? Oh, I'm not Falcons. Yeah, I didn't play Ridley by the way. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> if you saw what he did. <laughs> but I'm like, um, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with Juju. Yeah, I'm going to keep rolling with Juju. I would. I don't know if daily fantasy if I'd spend the money I need to for him, but for traditional I would. Um, if you're still looking for for value in daily fantasy, I, I still think um, James Washington is a decent play there too. Okay. Brian, what about you? All right. Since uh, Dave's taking more than one and took my James Washington pick, um, I'm going to go with my other one, Cortland Sutton for the Broncos. Okay. I think I it was think, limited uh, in practice today. Yes, but I think he's, after listening to Know Your Enemy last night, I uh, I drank the uh, orange Kool-Aid with that. I uh, He's dangerous. I uh, really think that they're going to be going his way. So I'll go ahead and say uh, Sutton. But I'm, I'm loving Washington this week for a daily fan. I mean, just like Dave said, in daily fantasy, he's uh, economical. I'm going to probably go out and grab him. I love, and Dave could say it with me, Grandpa Strong. Grandpa Strong. <laughs> hey, we need those t-shirts, by the way. We've got to make yeah. Grandpa Strong t-shirts. Okay. I'll look into it. So for me, um, I'm looking he, at... He won't. No. Um, no, I, I, I might. We'll talk about it. So I'm looking at this fantasy thing, and I am not sold on many offensive targets from in the passing game of the Steelers this year because unless you know Juju has two touchdowns in week one... I feel like Deontay Johnson could be that in week mm-hmm. two. I feel like it could be James Washington in week three. It could be Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron in weeks four and five. I just don't think that there is that one guy, and they haven't had that one guy since Antonio Brown left, that you're like, I can trust him. You know who you can trust? The Steelers defense. I mean, let's be honest. The Steelers defense, even in daily fantasy football, if if they don't give you more, if they don't give you double-digit points, it's an awful day for them. I mean, you think about the sacks that they accrue, the takeaways that they get. They typically lack, they, they typically keep opponents' points down, which gets you more points. If you're looking for someone that you're like, man, I just need someone to that's going to get me points. That it, I don't think there's a defense out there that's more trustworthy, in my opinion, especially going into week two against Drew Locke at home. I really like that defense. Uh, what about guys, someone you're like, do not play this person? Who's that, Brian? Who's a who's who are you benching? James Conner. Okay, I've benched him in traditional leagues. Two of my traditional leagues. All right. What about you, Dave? Melvin Gordon. Don't play anyone against the Steelers' defense. Run the ball until someone actually does something. I'll just see what happened to Saquon. Vance McDonald. Again, he might be that guy that catches a touchdown or two. He might have a stiff arm heard around the world again, but you can't go into a game expecting that. You're just going to be disappointed. It's just like last week I started Rob Gronkowski thinking that Tom Brady's going to just pick up that connection again. He had like two catches for five yards or something. It was a stinker, stink fest. So I would say Vance McDonald, let him go. Let him go. What about a sleeper? Real quick, what about a sleeper pick? Someone that you're like, you know what? You might be able to find someone else, but this guy might might churn out some points this week with this opponent. Brian, what do you, who do you have? Let's go uh, Chase, Clay- Chase Claypool. Okay. All right, good sneak up, Dave. See this, you called it right. With the Steelers offense, they've got so many guys to spread the ball around. You basically have to guess right each week. 
Yeah. And it's, it makes it really tough. So let's go. Um, let's go Eric Ebron. There you go. I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger because when you look at Ben Roethlisberger early, you're like, yeah, do I want to play him? He, he can turn the ball over a bunch. I think him being back at Heinz Field, I think going against a defense, it's going to have some young secondary players. No A.J. Bouye, Boye because he has that torn labrum in his shoulder. He's not playing. I think that Ben Roethlisberger could put up some numbers. I'm not saying he's going to throw for 500, but he could put up some touchdowns. I think it'd be good. So there you go. Let's get to some trivia to finish out the show, Dave. What do you have? All right, real quick. This this isn't this is just interesting. Uh, we're looking at the Steelers, we're looking at the records, and we're looking yep. at the playoffs. Okay. When was the last time the Steelers won their opening game and did not make the playoffs? They had to win it. So not they had to win the game. Okay. <laughs> win the game. Yeah. They had to win. Win the game. Start one and oh. If you want to, I'll give you a hint. They no, won. don't give me a hint. No, okay. no hint. Was right. it, did they win 2009? 2012. Okay. The last time. It was 2009. Okay. Because the yeah. hit was going to be, it was in overtime. Um, when they beat Tennessee in overtime to start the season. So now let's see how important this game is. I like how, how important is it to go 2-0? When's the last time the Steelers started 2-0 and didn't make the playoffs? Hmm. And did not make the playoffs. And did not make the playoffs. Uh, what was the year that he said they'll unleash hell? Didn't they start off really well that year? That's 2009. Yeah. Okay. That was unleash hell. Um. They started you, out like seven and three they or six. They it was six and three. Um, so I I know it's not two thousand six. So my gosh, you're going you're going back into uh, the nineties. So I'm gonna go ahead and say ninety eight. I don't know. <laughs> ninety eight was a was a great guess. It was actually ninety nine. Oh, when they when they when they thrashed Cleveland in their very first game, forty three to nothing, and then beat the Ravens the next week, and then the Steelers only won four more games the rest of that season. Jeez. So it's here's what's here's what's interesting though. Since nineteen ninety, this is just now a little um, information for you. Since nineteen ninety, the Steelers have started two and zero ten times. They have made the playoffs. Eight of those times, and they've made the Super Bowl four of those times. Every mm-hmm. time they went to the Super Bowl since 1990, this is how far back I could actually do this with the records. Um, that they, you know, every time they went to the Super Bowl was after they started 2 0. So this is a big week, big win. Yeah. Got to go 2 0. Let's do this. Good, Brian. I was just going to say, and in 1974, when they won their first Super Bowl, they were one and four to start that season. Yeah, but just to let you know, Brian was correct because the other season was 98. It was 98, 99 was the two times since 90 that they started 2-0 and and didn't make the playoffs. All right, guys, last uh, final words. Uh, Brian, we'll go with you. Final words of the show before we call it a show. I said it last week. I've said it all along. This is a special team. This has been a weird year. This has been a disruptive year. But this is a special team, and I think that this uh, home opener, even without fans in the stand, stands, it's going to make things more normal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So all I'm going to say is 
I'm feeling great about this team right now. And I hope I'm not jinxing it, but I'm loving what I'm seeing. And let's celebrate next week. Dave, go ahead. I think the Steelers are going to come. I would love for them to prove my pick wrong. I would love for them to more than cover since they're, you know, seven and a half points is a lot. That's the problem. I would love to see them come out and, and more than cover, put this game away. But let's start off on the right foot. Okay. Let's start this game off in the right way. And let's actually have 48 players active for the game. That would be nice. So <laughs> if the Steelers, if the Steelers could do that, I'll, I'll start much more happy for the game and hopefully they can roll on. I'm hoping they don't because I just, <laughs> I just want to see that vein. It's going to explode. The only, the, the only thing that's worse is if you bring up the wildcat after the Steven Nelson fumble and <sighs> yeah. against oh, the Bills hey. last year. Hey, I had like a five hour <laughs> ride home in the snow <laughs> hearing about that wildcat. All right, last thing for me is similar to what Dave said, but my gosh, can the Steelers start off a little faster this week, please, offensively? Randy Feener, get your head out of your rear end. Ben, take the reins if you have to. Go. I would love to see him do a little hurry up to start the game because it's clear that Roethlisberger is more comfortable in that setting. Read the defense, see what's best, and do it. I just cannot stand to see these three and outs, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Okay, it's the second quarter. Now we'll warm up. Let's go. Let's get a good script. Let's get a good plan. You have tape on Drew Locke. You have tape on the Broncos. Nick Fangio is not a first-year head coach. These are not fresh coordinators. My gosh, let's get off to a better start. It's sickening watching this team start, and that goes all the way back to 2018. That's not like, oh, last year was awful. We know last year was awful. It's time when Munchak had some say in what was going on in the That's true, script. too. That is true, too. <laughs> so the there thing. you have it. It's right. You're right. You're right. So we'll see. Big week this week, as everyone said. It's also a big week at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I swear, we have everything that you could ever want in a website for your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Multiple film rooms. We've got staff picks. We've got commentary. We've got breaking news. You name it, it is there. I swear. I We have done the best, the three of us here on this show, to make it a true one-stop shop for all things Steelers. If you're getting something from somewhere else, let us know because we want to do it and we want to do it better. So keep that in mind. And then also your audio platform, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Stitcher, even Pandora. Search Steelers, search behind, behind the steel curtain, you'll find us there. So guys, thank you very much for your time. Everyone in the live chat on YouTube, you are fantastic today. We had a nice crowd, over 120 people. Awesome. Black and gold, here we go. Make sure you join for all the shows, but really be back for the post game because that's always fun. So take it easy. We'll see you next Thursday as we prepare for the Houston Texans. Take it easy, everyone. Be safe.